This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, and welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is Gilmy again, of course. And this episode, my guest is Brian White. He's a city councilor and a county councilor for Sarnia Lampton, and honestly, a whole lot more. Uh, he's a former. Oh, he's still a musician. He's a documentary. He was a documentary film filmmaker before getting into uh, polyetics, and he is also a wrestler. <laughs> and just uh, start started training in in his his early early forties and that is just very very cool. It just and then how often do you get, does a podcaster get to sit down with a a politician and talk wrestling and DDPY and a lot of similarities we we have and it was a great great chat. I'm so so happy I I got to reach out to uh, Brian and get to get to know the guy a little bit better and I just want to say to Brian thank you for coming on the show being so open and honest and it was an amazing amazing interview and we could have probably talked for another couple couple hours but that's what part two is for <laughs> if if there is one down the road I have no idea as you guys know I kind of I kind of do this do this podcast by the seat by the seat of my pants a lot a lot of times and sometimes I plan out months and then life happens <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for everybody everybody who listens without you guys listening and downloading and sharing and talking about the show there's no show it's just me screaming in, in into the darkness and Sometimes I don't think I appreciate all my listeners enough because you know what? You guys are fucking awesome because you continue to listen to my show, kind of support me through it. Um, And whoever's actually buying the merch out there, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. So somebody is walking around with the Gilmy Talk shirt out, out there, which is pretty, pretty cool. And, oh... And go to launch cart, search Gilmy Talks. It'll also be in the uh, dis- description of the of the of the show, guys. So go check 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 that out if you wanna, because I got a cool Gilmy Talks luchador up there up there now, and I added tank tops, and that was the big ad for this month. Next month, I'm gonna add another uh, cadet design, and because. Why not? Tom's Tom's my uh, my uh, co-host, my uh, well, my buddy, and I am going to get him back on the uh, show. We just uh, life is happening for Tom Tom right now, so he's a busy busy boy. And we will talk, talk all about that on the next talking with Tom because it was supposed to happen a couple of days ago, but due to my life, I had to cancel on him. And you guys know. So anybody who's messaging me asking about Tom, he's he's oh he's oh okay guys. He's just dealing dealing with their life and go check out bats in the belfry art.com for any commission works and why the hell hell not also uh jimmy vandalay is uh i noticed he's taking commission works another amazing amazing artist 
If you guys want that special gift for somebody that's individually made for that person and you don't want to spend thousands of dollars, go to a local artist and get a commission. Like Jimmy is Jimmy Vandalay is awesome. Nessa from Bats in the Belfry Art is awesome. Go check those guys out and support your local artist because you know what? A lot of their work is I think is going to be around for for hundreds of years because that's what art does. People appreciate it more and more and it describes the time that you're actually in. That's what I think with poets and artists and musicians and all that stuff. Like uh, I saw I saw a meme the other day that actually made made me think a little bit about it. And it was uh, Mickey Mouse. Um, if in 10,000 years, if somebody was uh, to dig up Disneyland, they would think this society worshipped a mouse. <laughs> and well, it's kind of true because... Th- Disney is a big, big uh, part part of every, everyone's life, life right now. I, I got Disney Plus, and I'm watching everything on it, like new Bob's Burgers for, for, for binge watching. I will watch that all, all day. But here we go, guys. Oh, and I just want to say, go check out everybody on the Johnners Network. Go check out everybody on the OIW Podcast Network. And also, I am a new member of... Another another network who uh, they invited they invited invited me, and I'm just going to bring it up so I don't mess this up because there we go, the Canadian Wrestling Network, and I'm a part of them as well. And they're just brand new, starting up, but I think that idea is fantastic. Like, there's the Ontario Network, there's a Canadian Network, and. The genres network is global. I think these three things are, it's, and genres is UK based, but there's a lot of Canadians, Americans, and Europeans in it. So, and it's, it's really fun networking and connecting with people who have similar ideas. And that's how I got actually Nick Towers from, um, drew up the, uh, the Gilmy Talks Lucci at the Luchador which I think is absolutely amazing. Go check that out on 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 the launch the launch card store. All right guys, I will talk to you on the back half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? Uh, this is Gilmy again. You guys know you clicked on on the link. You 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 guys know I'm back and this week I have a fantastic guest. I have my first city councilor, county councilor on the show. Because we have a lot of uh, mutual friends, and I think it would be a fantastic time, time, fantastic guy to uh, would would have talked to. I have Brian fucking White on the show. How's it take, how how's it going, buddy? Fantastic, man. Thanks yeah. for having me, and uh, good to see you. Good to be on the screen. Good to see you. Good to actually chat with you. Um, and uh, I, I actually this is kind of a, a shitty time to ask, but uh, like, have we actually met in person at a show, or did, is this the first time we're actually chatting? uh we've met in passing because i do go to okay. a lot of a lot of shows um were you at the chem valley show i think that one wasn't yeah. wasn't sonia i think we met in the passing there but when i'm at okay. shows i'm a wrestling fan i'm not a podcaster i don't uh i i i don't sell the show 
unless somebody comes up and says, Hey, kill me. How's the day going? Which is happening more and more, which terrifies me. But <laughs> just uh, <laughs> like a building full of wrestlers and amazing talent. And somebody wants to talk to me about my little podcast. I'm like, eh, that's throws me off a, well, well, a little bit. <clears throat> that's sweet. That's yeah. sweet, though. That's great. Oh, yeah, it is. And first thing I do want to say that FTW belt over your shoulder, man, is absolutely beautiful. I love it. It is. It really is. It it like the red and gold. It pops. I I my eye line keeps going right to awards it because it is a it's the thing about belts. I genuinely think they're art too. Oh man, that is. I'm leaning in, guys, a little closer to the mic, so you're you're going to hear that. Oh my God, that thing is a beautiful, beautiful belt. <laughs> I love the finger. It it it, it really is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away for a sec just as I try and put it back on the mount. Oh yeah. Uh, I've literally had this thing for um, 19 hours. <laughs> my uh, my. So where I'm where I'm sitting right now is. Normally the camera's adjusted just slightly differently, so I have a couple of pictures hanging behind me. But I always had this this spot, uh, just blank spot on the shelf, and uh, so this is where I broadcast from for council meetings and have for like the last um, six months. The first six months of the pandemic, I was all over my house, you know, wherever there was a a quiet corner. But I finally carved out my little spot here. So normally it doesn't look quite this messy because my camera's just angled slightly differently, but I always had that empty spot there and yesterday uh my cousin wrote me and he's got an unbelievable belt collection and i mean i watched his progress photos of them being this thing handcrafted leather and all that stuff and uh he's got to move and so he's literally just i mean he's selling off a bunch of his belts and i've never been a collector but um i've now he's gifted me a couple of belts i have an ic title as well and then um so I, even though I wasn't in the market, I did uh, extend and, and, and purchase one of his belts yesterday too, just to sort of help him out. And well, quite frankly, he's given me two belts like as gifts. And that's one of the gifts I've had now for a whole, not even a full day. And I just love it. It's such a beautiful looking belt. Oh, it is. And I'm not, now it's the FTW belt guys. I think Brian Cage is uh, carrying it right now, but it was made famous by Taz in the old EC, the ECW days. And I know you're a huge wrestling fan. And where did the spark kind of uh, happen? When did you first fall, 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 uh, fall in love with uh, pro professional wrestling? Man. I mean, it, it sort of happened a few times in my life, um, you know, and obviously in stage leading up to me actually wrestling, um, which is a, a fantasy and a dream come true. Um, but, uh, man, you know, I, I, it goes back to the early 80s, to be honest with you, mid mid to early 80s. Um, there were shows on television here. So I'm in Sarnia, Ontario, which is about an hour away from Detroit, Michigan. So we, as a kid, um, were able to get, I don't know, something like 13 or 15 channels on the antenna. And depending on the time uh, of, of day, there seemed to always be wrestling on on the weekend. I think at one point, 
my brother and I would wake up and watch um, WWF superstars. And then shortly after that, we would watch international wrestling out of Montreal on a different channel. Um, Sundays or in that later that night, we would watch Maple Leaf wrestling out of Hamilton. Um, like the channel was out of Hamilton, but it was obviously out of Maple Leaf Gardens. Um, the next day we would watch Bruiser's Bedlam out of Detroit, which was Dick the Bruiser's promotion. We would watch WWF Cavalcade. We would watch Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So, I mean, it's not just a, a, a fantasy TV show. It was the legit promotion way back then. Um, so I kind of I kind of got hooked. And I remember the run up to WrestleMania 1. So that just puts it into context for you. I mean, I remember the footage of Mr. T jumping over the cage and uh, like the uh, barricade and from the audience and, and saving Hulk Hogan from an attack, uh, that sort of the era. Um, and I think the first real feud that really cinched it in for me was Greg, Greg, the hammer Valentine and Tito Santana Ooh. was watching their feud, watching that title back and forth between them, watching Greg smash the green intercontinental belt and thinking, what is he doing? He's smashing a, a belt. And then, and then them presenting Tito with what, you know, probably the most classic and recognizable intercontinental title, uh, with the black wrap. So that's kind of. That's that's the early years, man. And it was as real as anything. It was as real as anything, especially when I watched all the different kind of stuff because it was just so gritty. Watching international wrestling was so gritty. That was, you know, you know, Bravo was the champion at the time with his red leather strap before he went to WWF. Um, Rick Martel would dip in and out of there. Tom Zink. Uh, was in and out of there, you know, before he went to WWF and most people don't even remember who he was, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, and the Russo brothers, the Russo brothers were the tag champions before they went, you know, this was before the WWF days as well. So, I mean, I just fell in love with that stuff and it was gritty and, and, and just so real. The crowds were on fire all the time and the wrestling was, I don't know what people would call just, just uh, pure. I guess just it it felt real. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was, it a, was a lot. It was a lot more brawling, a lot more selling back then. Uh, one of the things mm -hmm. I personally enjoy watching. I love watching hardcore wrestling, not deathmatch per se, but the hardcore mm -hmm. stuff where somebody hits somebody with a stop sign or somebody. That is my my favorite right now. Uh, grew up, I think my spark was the build up to WrestleMania 3 with Hulk and uh, Andre. That's when I first started. And then when Andre ripped the cross oh, yeah. off uh, Hogan, that's when I was all I was all in, all, all in at that moment. And I tried and tried. Unreal. And I begged my parents to take to to take us to WrestleMania 3. And I, OK, I, <laughs> hey, I, I know now. I didn't grow up with a lot, a lot of money. I, I, mm -hmm. we, we did not. We were, I grew up, parents were scraping by and then my parents moved cities. My dad got a better job. Situation got, got to it, got better. So he started taking us out, out more. And I got to see, what was it? Um, favorite live match from that era was probably the, this was when Ultimate Warrior and Andre were uh, feuding. 
but probably my favorite match I've ever seen back then was uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart versus the Big Boss Man because it looked Ooh. real to to me. It didn't just there were no, two hosses just yep. clubbing it out, right? And I I swear to this day that. Jim the the Anvil Neidhart lost a tooth when uh, Big Bass Boss Man just slugged him in the in the face and he spat in the air went twenty feet up and I'm like now I'm thinking ew that's gross hmm. but back in back then I mean it's like <laughs> it looked like he was destroying him and the big comeback and yeah Neidhart beat the beat the Boss Man that night and. Now that I know a little bit more, more, more about the backstage and how things work, and it's they barely took a bump. They barely, they just went went at each other. We're slugging at each other, and my dad tells me to this day, oh, the match was only like five minutes long, but in a five minute match, I still remember it like <laughs> thirty some odd years years later. It left a left a left a mark, and that's one of the reasons I love love mm-hmm. pro pro professional wrestling it just i can remember moments right just yeah that's that's what that's what it is for me too it's about moments and those feelings i remember being so completely enchanted with wrestling magazines too because there was this whole other world of wrestling that i never got exposure to on tv but i would see them on the magazine rack so i would you know quietly sit in a variety store and flip through the magazines and see bloody pictures of these guys I'd never ever got a chance to see on TV like Ric Flair or mm-hmm. Outlaw Ron Bass and some of these other dudes that just seemed just so big and badass and then every once in a while somebody would would show up in WWF and I would just lose my shit like when Ronnie Garvin showed up I just lost it I'm like oh my god that's Ronnie Garvin he's He's that guy that fought Ric Flair in the steel cage in Detroit. And oh, it was just such oh, a yeah. great time because the, the mythology of it was was so cemented in 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 me and, and a lot of wrestling fans because of all of the different media. But at the same time, like you said, it's like uh, now that you know more about backstage and stuff back then, it was just so inaccessible that the magic was still so very real i hate that little uh clip where you get and you think the guy's just pausing for that for that 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 half second and then internet being what it is just freezes for that like half half a half a half a second and is like is he still there damn it moving the mouse around oh okay he's yeah, yeah he's good or uh well, a buddy of mine, oh, I do this every so often when we're at talking, he just stops and it pisses me off. Yeah. He, he thinks he's funny and he's, and I, I love the dude, but next time I, well, next time I, uh, I get a chance to see him, I'm punching the guy because he keeps doing this. <sighs> but, <laughs> but I got to say, I, I was a huge fan for PWI when they had the uh, the top ten ratings in the back because half those names I didn't know. I didn't know NWA. I didn't know WCW mm-hmm. at that time. I didn't know Jim Crockett or promotions or any of these things they they were they were uh, talking about. So 
Why did you decide when you're already a city councillor, you're already doing these so many good things for your your community, working working for the for the for the for the people? And why did you decide to start wrestling training? That this 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 story kind of. Uh, <laughs> kind of intrigues me because you not you didn't really start out as a or, or, or a young buck did did you no 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 it's a it's a fun journey that at any given point i was more than happy you know if we'd have reached the end of the line um so it really started with a local promoter uh in Sisson who put on a show here, I don't know, I guess about three and a half, four years ago, maybe. And uh, on the show, because uh, we hadn't had pro wrestling in Sarnia in quite a number of years. And up until that point, um, I hadn't taken my son to any live events or anything like that. In fact, is due to just some, you know, uh, issues in, in, in uh, you know, health issues related to my, my kids. We didn't really watch stuff so i was sneaking to watch wrestling when i was you know sitting in my office you know that's when i kept kept on pro wrestling uh, i just didn't think it was the right time uh for them but at that point you know things were were improving and and i thought it'd be a good time for him to you know i knew he was watching it on youtube anyway so i just thought now's a good time for us to embrace playing and he had a great year at school won some academic awards and and uh so it all just kind of tied together really nicely and i thought um when i saw the poster for the um for the pro wrestling show locally i'd never heard of um the company i'd never heard of smash or anything um but i thought it'd be a great time to you know take my son and 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 have us a moment together and and enjoy it and that's really all all i expected uh it was a great time uh i bought a pair of tickets and and told my wife i said hey i bought some tickets to the wrestling show and i'm taking our boy and we're we're gonna have fun so and that's what we did uh mvp was there which was fantastic uh he was the the draw the main draw and then um the card was just full of incredible talent though from from Ontario, from the States, um, from wherever. And uh, it was a really, really, really incredible show. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever actually been to an indie show up until that point. I think everything up until then was WWF. So uh, I was absolutely blown away by the talent. And I recognized in the crowd that there was probably 120 people, maybe 150 people. And thought, well, there's no way we can continue to host shows like this in Sarnia if uh, we don't have more people. Because, you know, I'm a, I've, I started out in music. I know what it takes to put on shows. I understand organizing events, right? So I immediately reached out to the promoter and said, hey, uh, anything I can do to help you, let me know. I had such a great time and I fucking love pro wrestling. So... Uh, I want more of this here in town. So just let me know how I can help, right? So right. in the middle of the show, MVP was dragging Sebastian Suave around through the crowd. And my son ran up and ended up giving Sebastian a couple of chops as MVP held him back, right? Which was a great <laughs> moment. I recorded yeah. it. Or I mean, I got a photo of it. 
and I posted it uh, online anyway. And then so Aaron said, uh, hey, that with uh, your son chopping Sebastian, why don't you repost that on our event page? And then we'll we'll just start something. And I was like, yeah, OK, whatever. Right. Then maybe maybe talk about how it was so great to see all these professional wrestlers and how talented they were, except for this one guy. Right. <laughs> I was like, OK. Oh, yeah. Well, next thing you know, Sebastian's cutting a video promo on me and we're building up now. So now I'm in it and we're building up to a show. Um, I cut a promo back, cuts a promo back. Uh, I'm like just dying. I think this is great. I'm like, yeah, wrestle cutting promos on me. This is awesome. Um, so I offer on behalf of the city of Sarnia to meet him in the ring, to welcome him properly to bury the hatchet. And as the old wrestling story goes, uh, it ends up in me getting beat up. <laughs> and so he ends up winning his match that night uh, against Brent Banks. And I declare, you know, on behalf of the city that that's not re reasonable to happen in, in my town. Uh, we don't allow cheating here. Um, so I offer to handcuff myself to his manager uh, Anthony Kingdom Anthony James to uh, at the next match uh, and make sure that that interference doesn't happen again. And then it just progresses from there. By the end of that, I'm committed to a tag team match in the next uh, in the next event. And uh, and so that's when it happens, right? Like that's when I go, oh shit, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> I'm forty something years old uh i'm selling like crazy in the ring during all of this stuff so i think that's what may maybe you know seem like a plausible option plus i understand like local attraction sell more tickets blah 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 but i didn't look at it that way and so when the opportunity came to start training for that match i i my main goal was to just not die don't die in the <laughs> ring uh number one and number two don't make it look like every other celebrity that i ever watched on wwf who got in the ring and you could clearly tell he fell differently he sold differently he looked differently getting hit from every other wrestler in the ring and i said i refuse to do that i'm gonna make sure that when i get hit and when i fall and when i do all the things that i'm supposed to do in a match that it's gonna look the same to the best of my ability the same as every everyone else in the ring because I, I believe in the integrity of it so much. And, and that's what I tried to do in that match and really how it started. Awesome. And I broke my wrist in that match too, but. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ow. Which sucks, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I know wrist issues. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one do you before, before we started recording, I'm going to crack and pop the entire thing because I'm kind of a broken uh, human and Actually, uh, one thing we do have have in common: we both love uh, DDPY. I'm not on the app because, uh, mm -hmm. well, I'm cheap, and that's pretty much it. But you're actually working towards your level one <laughs> one cert certificate certification, correct? Now, how did yeah. you go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how 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 did that? actually happen you go from a hey i this program's awesome i love i love using it to wanting to branch out and actually teach others because correct me if i'm wrong you're a pretty busy busy dude to be going going back to a back to a school for you or something 
<laughs> well, that's true, but we should always be finding time for uh, hobbies that we love, um, self-improvement, and really it was an extension of, of training for wrestling. So after, you know, after I broke my wrist and then, you know, destiny came back to town, etc. like this, it, I continued to be asked to participate in shows, had a feud with Holden Albright. Um, so I continued to train. So that was, you know, that stuff was still very early in my training. And just I'm with my son driving to London and back to train uh, became a really important part of my own well-being as well as my son's well-being and development. And during that time, you know, I committed to myself that I was going to be physically healthy and I was going to uh, be lower and mobile. And, you know, the longer I trained in wrestling, the better I felt. Um, and it was a lot of work. I had to hire a personal trainer. Um, so I, I was going to the gym regularly suddenly, whereas I never did that before, et cetera, et cetera. But my primary goal always was to not just survive it, but to feel good. And, and so that became a, a really different part of my life and a different focus than before. Um, I was prioritizing my physical wellness for, for really for the first time ever and saw how beneficial it was for my mental health. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going on 11 years sobriety. I have to maintain my mental health in order to stay sober. Um, I see how well it, it, it helped uh, my son. And so these uh, experiences and motivations really just led me on what was a natural path. Um, during wrestling training in London, we were getting uh, once a week live in-person instruction from Sarah Fortune, who was Canada's first level two DDPY instructor. And I just fell in love with it. And so when the world shut down last March, a year ago, um, I was panicking because suddenly I lost training at the wrestling dojo three night a week. Uh, you know, when I could make it. I mean, yeah, I had lots of nights I couldn't make it because I have commitments and, and I'm busy, but um, I really prioritized it. And suddenly I didn't have the gym. I didn't have the dojo. I didn't have that aggression, that outlet that was good for mental health. My wife was um, going off to a, a facility uh, herself for an eating disorder for three months, four months, we thought at the time. Um, so suddenly I'm starting a pandemic in... Um, an elected official's position where everybody is panicked, everybody is scared. I don't have my wife around. I don't have my physical outlet. I'm worried that my kids might fall off the mental health train that they were on, which they're doing well. Um, you know, my daughter has a number of suicide attempts and, and things like that. So it was really um, the thing that I dove into and I did it 100% again, like everything I do. And I jumped into DDPY because it was the only thing I could do from home that made sense. And almost immediately, I felt the changes in my own body. I've had herniated discs, I've had surgeries, I've had all kinds of health issues over the years. And suddenly I was like, waking up without pain and not needing ibuprofen. And I could bend over in different ways and I could squat down bite knee surgeries and things I thought that were going to, you know, cause me to be a cripple when I was an old, um, I was being able to do things I never thought I could do physically. And the effect it had on my mental health was just incredible.
And I mean, I, I was driven to politics, not because I love power or money, because sure as hell know that working on city council doesn't pay a ton. Uh, so it's about that. It's about trying to be beneficial to people and helpful. Um, and that's what sobriety is for me as well. And to me, it was just a natural journey. And when I saw how well DDPY worked for me and the more people I met in the DDP yoga community, um, the more I realized I have a, a great opportunity here in Sarnia to bring something nobody else is doing in the wellness community and um, teach, you know, teach people that I see struggling and people that I see suffering and showing them a different path and at the very least being an example, but you know, every goalpost moves every time I achieve it. So every time I read and, and to me, the next logical step was to become a trainer and then see what I can do with that. Uh, can I work sober community with that? Can I work in community centers and work seniors? We'll see what happens. Oh yeah. But it was a, a, a logical next step. Yeah. And the war, and I love how, how this program started out as something to rebuild athletes. And it's basically can cure people like myself. I was three. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I mentioned this, but I was about three, 300 pounds. And when I, I, I had my first, my first uh, child and I ran and he took off on a park we were just at a park playing and he little kid being a little kid, he just decides, Hey, I'm going to run, uh, run, run this way. And so dad, dad starts uh, chasing him and he gets, he's getting farther and farther away from me. I can't keep up and I'm physically going as hard as I can running. I'm out of, and he would have made it to that road if he didn't stop. He stopped on his own. He turned around. I got, mm -hmm. I got extremely lucky that day. And ever since that day, I've been eating better. I've been putting in the time, putting in the reps. Um, everyone mentions, mentioned about my positivity and my, how, how I'm, I'm a positive guy. These guys didn't know me years and years ago when I was, uh, before DDPY, I only had, I was an angry dude, like, and I never want to be that guy, guy, guy again. I had, I had my own mental health issues that I didn't, I didn't, didn't, did not deal with. Right. And I just, and the program just basically changed my entire life. And I'm not a, I'm not the guy going like, Hey, look at me. This is, if somebody asks, I'm going to tell them exactly what's going on and how this program can basically change everything. And it wasn't meant to, it was just at the very beginning, it was meant to just help athletes repair their bodies. And this thing has gone mm -hmm. way beyond that. Oh, and Sarah is awesome. Anybody listening to this, go follow her, her on, uh, on, facebook if you want to get motivated to push yourself better follow that girl because just some of the things that she does and says just pushes the right the right buttons for me to want to put in that extra two minutes just hey i did this now i'm gonna try this one move that i can never there because 
there you go. Show, show you for the video people when I eventually post this. This DVD, I've never actually opened it. I've had it for hmm. years and years. I've been doing this program. I'm not here yet. Some people are, but I am okay sticking to my wake up every wake wake up every every morning do a fat burner energy stand up any of those basic basic programs because if mm -hmm. i i'd rather stick to the basics than move on to the harder stuff because for me with and because if i try to go to the, to the heart the hardest stuff i know it'll be a discouragement and i know myself well enough i'm not going to do it again for another week if i fail and everyone's like oh right. you gotta push yourself i'd rather for myself i'd rather make sure i'm doing the stuff that i like and enjoy than push myself too hard and try like some i love seeing the guys doing handstands and <laughs> doing like black hmm. crow and all these other moves that i'm like I know I can push myself, but I'd rather stay at the level. I'm happy, happy where I am. As a 300 pound dude, did I ever think I'd get down to about two, 220 and have muscle, muscle definition and, and all, all like the physical changes have been well, well, amazing. Uh, I'm still going to have the, have, have the gut. I got the stressed out skin. I don't care. I will own that. But I just wake up and I feel better every day than I did then. Like just waking up without pain and no mm -hmm. and getting off off of uh, pills. That was a huge thing for uh, for uh, for uh, me. Like I was a coffee, two ibuprofen, one aspirin, and just go. That that was my morning. Now I'm actually making food in the morning like i I, <laughs> I personally i gave up dairy about four months ago now and just the bloating in my body has gone way down like my stomach is flat i haven't had this since uh like my teen years like where i'm not walking around with this huge gut all the all the all the time but once again, Congratulations. That's, and that's awesome. Oh, and there's guys on the page who are like 500 pounds and they're, they're motivating me mm -hmm. to get up and push myself yeah. a little, a little bit harder. Like, uh, one guy yeah. who I love seeing, uh, Nathan Munsell. I, I love, well, I love watching that guy because he just gets up mm -hmm. he, and he's doing, he's doing his, his absolute best every single day. And he doesn't hide his hide his stuff, the yeah. mental health issues. He doesn't hide this. And I'm like, if he can do it, I can. Because I, we're on very different uh, physical fitness fit, fitness levels. You're you're five probably five times a week, six times a week week. I'm at, I'm at, guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take maybe a day off right now, a week, but I listen to my body. And some weeks, it's a lot harder, a lot more extreme. I'm actually just coming out of a fairly, uh, I'd say, um, relaxed stretch of the last six weeks because I just did to, you know, do some of the easier things and and sort of get back to the basics. Like I loved what you talked about about doing the the stuff that you enjoy, and and I was thinking 
that too. I, I, I like going back to the, to the earlier stuff, the fat burners and stuff. You can only, can only rev your engine at, you know, at, at top speed for so long before you burn out. Right. So I'm just yeah. coming out of that, even though I, I'm sticking to five, six times a week. So I don't buy into that. These people that are saying, uh, DDPY every single day, I'm on 297 of 365. And if that works for them, that's great. But I rest, I believe in rest days and I believe in doing what makes you feel good. So I'm, I'm right now at about five or six. Oh yeah. yeah. Where myself, I do three to four, but also, Perfect. I work 40 hours a week. I have a lovely wife. I got to keep that. You have to make time. It's I've been, yeah. I've, I've been with her 21 years tonight. We're having a, a date night, just us. Nice. Um, I have become closer to my wife and children over the, the pan, the pan pandemic because before like I got, my kids are 14, 12, 11, and 10, two boys, two girls. So we were driving them around all the time for sports, art classes, and they're all straight A students. Yeah. They're very smart. They get that from my lovely, lovely wife. I was not a good student. Um, but I, <laughs> uh, we taught them that school is your job. You have to give 100%. There's no excuses. There's no reason for you to not not do that right now at the age they are yes other things come up there's issues there's this like um one thing it was a huge deal uh yesterday my little girl had picked out a, a new pair new pair of glasses and she felt rushed uh she does have uh all my children have some kind of ang 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 uh, anxiety issues from their their different levels so when they're being rushed or pushed to do something they'll just do it and not mention anything but i'm so proud of her because she came to us that night and said hey this is what happened i didn't like it i messed up i don't like the glasses i i got i just got them because i the salesperson seemed very very pushy and we're like okay i will call We'll cancel the order order right now. We'll go again tomorrow, three of us after a, after a school. No rush, no problems. Anybody gets on your case, that'll uh, uh, tell them to back off. And she didn't want want dad's help. She wanted mom's help. So they went, they took their time, went through everything. Oh my God, I was there for like two and a half hours, but she got it done. She, she came to us. She said, Hey, I want to fix this. And for her, that's a huge win. And, and people that's don't, huge, yeah. yeah, people don't understand that kids are very different than adults. And for them talking to an adult and saying, Hey, I, I have a problem. That is a huge thing. And like one thing I do with kids, I go, I go on my knee cause uh, I'm six foot two. I know I'm a big dude. I can be in, in, uh, in, in intimidating. I'm a, honestly, I'm a big teddy bear, nicest guy on the, on the other planet. But you see me, I'm wearing my camo mask. I got my hoodie up, the backwards hat, the, the shades on. I, I get it. I can be in, well, a little in, in intimidating. But when a little kid comes up and says, hi, 
I will get down, down on the one knee, take the glasses off, make sure the kid knows they have a hundred percent of my, my, my attention. And I don't think a lot of people, uh, I don't think a lot of people un, under kind of understand that, that kids work a little differently than, than adults. Some people are like, Oh, I just treat them the same. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in today's world uh, where, our kids are so used to communicating non-verbally, um, you know, through text, mm-hmm. screen, uh, et cetera, right? Um, that power differential between an adult uh, and themselves in a face-to-face situation uh, is is so, so extreme, so much different than it was when I was a kid, when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think you've got, yeah, you know, it's nice to hear you talk about that and, and that understanding to build that relationship. Obviously, you can, you know, stay stay upright and, you know, like with my son and shit talk him a little bit and all that good stuff. But he's got to know oh, you're yeah. safe, for, right? Oh, yeah. But, and you uh, got to you gotta understand that they are they're always learning and they're always listening, right? Because am I ever going to say I'm a perfect parent? No. <laughs> like give an, well, an example of this year, uh, this year, this morning over trying, like my, my morning routine, I wake up as soon as I'm up, I'm walking the dog because if you talk to me before coffee, I'm not a happy, uh, happy fellow. I am not a morning person. I just get myself out of the house for 20 minutes, half hour and do my regular, my regular, my regular wake up, wake up routine. And, and then I come back, I'm happier unless my dog's being stupid. Um, uh, we got a Husky rescue. We had no idea what kind of dog, dog, dog Huskies were. Hmm. She was just cute. <laughs> That's about it. And which is another good thing because it gets me walking a half hour first thing every 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 day. But yeah, so which is good. good. So good for you. Oh yeah. Getting out and because before the dog, that's something I never did, right? I never walked around the neighborhood. I never um like I tried taking the family on a walk once years and years ago. Oh, that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Because I seen it on a <laughs> just, around, just around the neighborhood. Everyone's like, "Why are we doing this? We know what everything is around here. Oh, so we can just get on and talk." And everyone's in a mood. And then by halfway through, I'm like yelling at them <laughs> because I'm a dad. I yell. It's sometimes that just happens. Yeah. And then about yeah. 10, yeah. 10, no. 10 minutes later. You're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Do the best you can in the moment. You know, um, that's what that my kids and I really started doing since the pandemic too, because, you know, as I said, it, we're, I'm dealing with everybody else's stress, especially early mm-hmm. in the pandemic when we thought, you know, if we walked by somebody, we might die. You know, it actually reminded me very early of the panic, the AIDS epidemic, um, and I'm old enough to remember what that that was like. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we learn as science improves and we see more examples and et cetera, right? But that early panic, I mean, that was scary for all of us. I had no answers for my kids. I had no answers for half my constituents that were um, writing me and calling me. And, and I fell in love again 
and if you look at my Facebook page, like, like, does this guy, all this guy ever do, do is walk? Yeah, I fell in love with it again. I mean, I walked when I was a kid all the time. I delivered papers from six years old to, you know, have some spending money. And I, I was walking two kilometers to school every day. I am one of those old guys that says that through all the winter weather and stuff. Cause when we moved, I refused to change schools. So well, fine, you can stay at that school, but you're walking every day. It's fine. And I did. And I forgot about that. Right. Cause like you talked about, we drive the kids to appointments and we did all the stuff that parents do. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, everything shuts down and and what else do i have to do yep some DIY. i'm stuck on my phone like 18 hours a day i'm i've got to be my my kid's friend with my wife gone in particular the full-time mm -hmm. parent the uh, the best friend their counselor their you know educator their you know whatever their entertainer and so we ended up doing a lot of walking as well and it's i cannot I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for people to just walk, just get out and walk. I had to start walking them separately. So I was getting double the pleasure, right? Cause mm -hmm. thankfully I only have two. not that four isn't a great blessing, but I can't oh, yeah. imagine you having to walk four separate times, no, but I was that... able to do it with the two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, when with the six of us going on a walk or hike, it, there's always one that's a little grumpy. So now, yeah. Yeah. Now, now they're at the age I can, I can leave leave the grumpy one at home. Okay, we're taking the dog out on a uh, trail. Okay. Why? Okay, you're not coming. <laughs> Just, um, because I live in London and it has a awesome trail. One one thing about the city I love it has an awesome trail city uh, setting. You can literally walk from every corner of the city on trails that's and that's amazing oh yeah and there's a there's a couple of different but you have to know where they are there's maps you have to do a little bit of research and it's all on on, on online connected to one of the city uh the city city web websites which is really really fun but but i think a lot of people just don't get out and walk but through the pandemic, I think people, a lot of people's attitudes have genuinely changed about just going out and hanging out and walking and enjoying, like, I've never had used Zoom before the pandemic. I used Facebook Messenger, or I was texting, or I would send little videos to people. I I would never make time to talk, talk to friends, or just, I'd be like, hey, this means funny, send that I I was that guy for years because yeah. I was so freaking busy and kind kind of a blessing and like don't get me wrong I'm not taking the the pandemic lightly in any way shape or form my wife has a degree in in she has her honors degree in biological science so she explains to my dumbass what's actually going on all the time in because. Uh, you see 17 things on, on the news and then she's just like, okay, this is what's actually going on with this. This is what's actually, actually ha happy ending. And she's explaining it to a lot of uh, people. And then there's the anti-science crowd. And uh, I loved how one guy basically described t to a T, why don't we do this? 
and he described the scientific method. And I'm like, how have you never heard, heard, heard of this? You, you went to school. How did you never hear of how the scientific method works? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, then I do a little bit of scrolling. Oh, he was homeschooled. That explains a lot. Okay. Not saying anything bad about homeschool because people can, people can't. It's one of those things. But I'm not a big fan of the anti-science people because in like in the 90s, we cloned a sheep. Now we have people we have to convince the earth is not flat. It's just. I know. I know. It's, it's and, been a hard. <laughs> and it's been a really a, hard. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> been a hard couple of it's been a hard year watching people and i try to reserve judgment i see dangerous things being shared i do try to once in a while intervene if i know a person um but after a while i realized even even close family uh, there, there's so much there's so many articles now written and so much psychological um research now done on on what's actually happening to a lot of folks out there and it 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 kind of sucks. I feel like some people are stuck in a hole and mm -hmm. it's only getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So I only pray to the end for the end of the pandemic or whatever you call it. I I'm just, I'm pleading with, with science and the creator to get us to that point sooner than later. So we can salvage some of our close relationships. Cause man, the, the, the gaps, the craters between people right now is it, they're just so enormous. And, uh, I mean, it used to be kind of fun to watch people's lack of information or lack of knowledge of basic science, but now it's just shockingly scary. Yeah. Um, there's like people are like, and then the social media things, uh, just letting people spread nonsense and then not taking their accounts down or, um, that's my biggest issue with social social media. I'm like, so okay. I know we we talked previously not not to discuss politics, but when Donald Trump incited hmm. a riot, I don't care what people say, he did. Um, in my personal my personal mm -hmm. opinion, he incited a riot for people to take Capitol Hill, and yep. it took that for Twitter to ban his account. After years of him yeah. just hate speech and talking negatively about not just individuals or not just like entire countries and entire groups of their people. And I'm like, where my, my personal opinion on racism and that stuff, there is so many other reasons to dislike people if you get to know them and just like, hey, this guy's a dick. Not because of his skin color, race, creed, or 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 anything. No, this guy's just kind of and well, kind of an ass. Like all you gotta and that may may have may have came off really wrong, but um, <laughs> it just I don't I I I don't I don't know. Maybe growing up in in the nineties, which was very much an in an in. My high school years were, were the 90s where everyone was very inclusive and we were trying to get away from all the racism and all that stuff. And um, I, I was also a musician, so I was uh, 
jamming with like-minded people and trying to change the change, change trying to change change the world in our own little pocket and i think the separation now compared to then is so much wider and i have no idea how that particularly happened maybe it's because of of social show show social media and people just screaming from from the uh the kind of screaming from from the the rooftops they're being like hey i hate this okay why don't you promote what you love instead of saying oh i dislike this that just uh just yeah very much uh uh me idea i'm like why would i interact with somebody i have no no nothing in common with no no interest in learning what this guy has has to has to share but the, the the problem with that though is that we then create ourselves uh, for ourselves a vacuum of of yeah. only hearing the things that we're comfortable hearing right and that's yep. i think one of the greatest dangers of open mic of 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 social media which i call open mic night for the idiots um <laughs> it's uh or i liken it to you're a musician and as a musician myself yep. I, you know early days of going to karaoke um, I remember thinking like, what do those folks think that they should be up there singing? Uh, <laughs> I, do they, can they not hear themselves? Uh, wow. The, but everybody's welcome. And you know, that's innocuous. And I love that people can go up there and have a great time. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent all about it but it does cross the line when, you know, it transitioned into this, Hey, everybody's got a voice and I'm a hundred percent behind that too. But when it's allowed to propagate so much hate and divisiveness and quite frankly, anti-science, um, that is legitimately dangerous to people or in this, you're okay. <laughs> I know we weren't going to go that <laughs> deep into it, but tr- Trump is one of the biggest manipulators on the planet. Yeah. He knows. He knows who the people are that are following him. He knows how to play them. And they don't know that they're being played. And that's the biggest crime out of all of it, in my opinion, because they're simply being used and they don't even know it. He doesn't give two shits about those people. Yeah. He's simply manipulating them to his dirty work. And I think that that is one of the biggest crimes of social media is that that shit is about to happen. Yeah. Going, going forward, I think social media is going to have more. I don't know if they are going to be restrictions or this or that, but who knows? I, I'm just as a fly fly on the wall. I'm very curious to see what happens next because one guy having a huge following. Yes, he was the the president, but say somebody else gets a huge. Uh, these guys put another guy guy on on the on the uh, on the top, and they start listening to him. And I genuinely, you're right. I just genuinely feel bad for the people that got used because they don't know better. Yeah. That's it. 
Okay. Well, and we should never be put in a situation where we have to have one or the other two, because then yeah. unfortunately for a lot of people, it puts them in a compromising position where they're saying, let's say this president versus that president. Well, maybe they both fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to have to defend this other guy who just got in either because he's already made shitty decisions. However, you know, that's, that's where that gap and that crater has put us where we're both teetering on the edge of falling, falling into the pit. And then we have to take a side. And I think that's the most unfortunate part. That's why I love municipal politics, because in fact, I don't have to take a side of one or the other. I think municipal politics is the purest form of politics and community engagement and where we can actually work together. And I think it's a really good model that could see, you know, uh, wrestling promotions use that so that instead of saying, you know, um, I don't know, in Ontario, this company versus that company, or well, we see that AEW versus WWE, well, AEW smashing down all those barriers now, mm -hmm. whether you like their product or not, man, they're showing everybody that if you work together and create some pretty cool shit, and you can please an awful lot of people and make money. And I think that to me is really where that's a, that's a microcosm of what we, uh, of something we could adapt into life in general. Right. And oh, that's yeah. why I love municipal politics. It, to me, it's exactly the same. I have right far right wing people that vote for me that hate when I speak up about social issues, but they still vote for me as a municipal politician. I have our left people that get pissed off because I'm not hard enough on certain social issues because I believe that I have to find the compromise or we're just going to lose it entirely. But that to me is, is the greatest gift of, of municipal politics. And what was, the, I'm kind of curious what the conversation with, with your, your lovely wife was when you decided, you know what, I think I'm going to run, going to run for office. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I don't know if she was so much surprised. She, she should have been um, because I was only four months sober at the time and I was going through a lot of growth and the self-discovery uh, the first time I ran. But I'm more things that we didn't touch on at all, and that's fine, um, is that I'm a documentary filmmaker in my previous world. Um, I met some pretty incredible people that changed the world in, in not only in their little circles, but like I worked on a film about a guy who desegregated Bermuda wow. and went on and, and ran with Malcolm X and he, you know, um, set up, you know, something African Methodist Episcopal churches. And so, uh, and then on and on, I worked with Mike Stevens who basically gave up his, you know, grand, I, I, the first time I shot with him was in the Grand Ole Opry. And the next thing you know, we're in Nunavut, we're in remote flying community, in Northern Canada, uh, where kids are sniffing gas. Um, so I had a lot of exposure to some amazing people who taught me an awful lot about advocacy and about the world and about justice. And um, I always, I used to joke with her, I'll never move back to Sarnia because we moved away unless I move back and become mayor. And uh, I remember that conversation, I kind of said to her, I was looking at the, there was a newspaper article that had the deadlines for registering for nominations. And I was sitting in the living room and I said, remember how I used to say I'd never come back to Sarnia unless I was running for mayor? She just looked at me, she went, oh, oh no please no i was like i'm thinking council 
I'm thinking council. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, are you sure you want to do that? I said, I can't just sit around and not use this gift of a second life that I've been given. I know I was only four months sober at the time, but I really felt like I would never drink again. And very committed to that. Um, and this is a f every four years opportunity. I said, I, I would hate for six months down the road for me to think, yeah, I really should have taken it at that, you know, and now I have to wait another three and a half years. So I put my name on the ballot and I didn't get in the first time. Um, but it, it just started this unbelievable trajectory of, of unity work and community advocacy that I'm not only super proud of, but, um, from a personal level as a very selfish individual, uh, it gave me so much and allowed to grow and become a, 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 the human being I'd always dreamed of. And I'm not done. I'm learning. I'm, I fuck things up all the time still. Um, I'm always that guy, you know, but to know where I've come from 10 years ago, 11 years ago, uh, I couldn't have done it without having the support of the community and being that involved. So from a personal selfish level, it's been an unbelievable growth opportunity for me. But, and I think Muff now is certainly more appreciative of that experience. But at the time, the idea that we'd be under a microscope, it still is tough. <laughs> but, oh yeah, because one thing um, I've been thinking about getting eventually running for city council for years and years because my family is very involved and I'm honestly thinking about it. One of the reasons I, I wanted to talk here, talk here to you, uh, the counselor in my writing, uh, Mohammed Sali, he's, he's not running it again. Hmm. I was lucky enough. Yeah. I saw that. Great dude. I, I was lucky enough to be there when he actually announced he's running for city council. I was the manager of the restaurant that he rented. And I'm like, no, I, I'm going to watch this guy because the passion mm -hmm. that he genuinely has, it's not a fake thing, guys. Cause I was talking to him just yeah. me and me and him. He is a legit dude. He's not a BS guy. He's not a quote unquote politician. Cause if he says he's going to do something, yeah. he does it. And Jesse, Jesse Homer, I've been amazed with that guy's with what that guy's done. I'm personally, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping they, they go into provincial, federal, some kind, kind of other, other politics. But, and the reason they decided to step down was amazing. They just wanted more diversity and more, they didn't want the same council for years and years and years and years. So I totally respect yeah. those guys yeah. for realizing that. And because I thought, okay, in about 20 years, Jesse Homer is going to be mayor of London and uh, Moe's going to be, going to be the, the, the deputy mayor. I really thought that was going to happen, but all the best to both of the, both of the, of, of those, uh, those guys. But it also opens up a couple of seats in, um, in London. So, and yeah. once again, yeah. once again, I I'm just, uh, just, just uh, thinking about it, guys. That's all it is right now. It just <laughs> because I got well, a wife. Got time, right? You've got you got almost, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a year I, and a half to put that into perspective before you put your name on the ballot. Oh yeah, it just. Um, because I never 
never wanted to run against Mo. I respect him way too much. And he's one of the few counselors. He takes a jog through our community once a week. And he lives in the riding. Like, I don't know uh, mm-hmm. if a lot of politicians do that or not, but I run into him about once, once a month when he's uh, jogging or doing this or doing that. And, and just like, Hey, how's the day going? Good. I got to keep going. <laughs> got to keep heart, uh, heart rate up. And I'm like, all right, Mo, see, see ya, buddy. But if I'm ever walking with the kids, he stops and Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. Give, uh pre-pandemic he would always give him like a, a high five or something hey guys you're going to school da, da, da. always a positive quote always something because he oh, takes he, the yeah he, he's a super nice guy i got a, a, a funny i've been watching mo since he started because he ran for the ndp nomination um let's say about seven eight years ago and he was running for the NDP nomination against a friend of mine who'd been the previous NDP uh, candidate provincially, a guy who happens to share my birthday. Um, and we met each other at candidate school when I ran for the NDP. And, uh, and so when this guy was running for the next nomination, I thought, well, it's automatic. Like you should just, why would anyone in the party run against somebody who's, you know, already built a name for themselves, deserves a second chance. And then this guy, um, you know, I, I, I started to learn who this Mo guy was and I started to pay attention to him. And, and I, I, I really, in, you know, respect him because um, he, as you say, he's, he's a very down to earth guy. He's a great example of what a city councilor could and should be, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, when he first got elected, I did too, uh, same year and, and uh, Jesse did. And we, uh, I went all on my own actually to London because I just, talking about being there forever. We have a mayor here who's been in office for 30 something years. And I thought, well, I, I want to go learn how somebody else does things. So I went to watch a London city council meeting and just sit up in the gallery and just watch them do business innocuously. Um, and then like partway through the meeting, I checked my Twitter <laughs> and most, and most sent me a message and said, is that you up there? <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's me, right? Like he's, he's like looking at me from up, up, from down below, and I'm up there, and then he just kind of gives me a little wink and a nod. He's like, and, and so then he sent, he like writes a little note, and I saw him pass a note there, and then the mayor looks up, and I was like, what the hell is that? And so um, then the mayor announced my my attendance as a special guest and as a counselor from Sarnia. And, and I just thought that was the most, and, and then Mo sent me a message and said, well, why don't you join us for dinner after? And I just thought, well, that's just a super gracious dude. I was just there to, to spy, you know, and, and yeah. to learn and, uh, and they were all new too. Right. So, I mean, I, I was just, I just wanted to see procedural things, not necessarily what the experience, uh, in the bank looked like it was more of a, let's just, what they do in London procedurally differently and stuff. And yeah, we went up. We had a great time, great conversations. I, I, I went a year later again and, and then we got to chat, you know, at conferences and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you've got some great people in London to model yourself after. And that to me, like, if you really want to do it, like do that, be that person. And that's what's so awesome about city councils is you can just be yourself. You know, I wasn't a professional wrestler the first time I ran. I wondered what it would do to my constituency and my 
quote unquote public image by getting involved in it. Uh, but by the time I ran the second time and got reelected, like ninety percent of the time I run into people in the grocery store in the park, they just want to talk wrestling and not politics. So <laughs> it ended up working out pretty pretty well. And you know, again, just demonstrates that what people are looking for in a in a city councilor is somebody who they can connect with, right? And that's really the main thing. You might make decisions that people don't like. Um, most people are gracious about that. They might not be so super gracious in the moment, um, but I tend to uh, find that maybe after a week or a month, that conversation's long history and uh, and you're talking about the issues of the day or wrestling, right. which is cool. Awesome. Well, you have been super, super gracious with your, uh, with your time and you have a... We'll, we'll, do you have a minute to do the 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 Gilmy Talks ten? It's just ten either or yeah, yeah, sure. either or questions. I well, they're sent in by my my uh, listeners, and I got one. I got one for you actually sent in specifically for uh, uh, you. So uh, I'll start with uh, that with that particular one. Um, DDPY or the beard. Shit. <laughs> DDPY. Well, well, I like that. That's call. tough. <laughs> hey, the beard al- always, always grows a grows a grows back. Online shop. I will, I will grow big, giant ass sunburns if I have to, as long as I can <laughs> stick with DDPY. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Chops. All right. Uh, <laughs> which was the next one? Oh, couch or re- recliner? Uh, recliner. I find once you hit 40, recliners are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. They really uh, are screwing up my neck right now, but I still enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. But pirate or Viking? Viking. Sunglasses or hat? sunglasses all day every day even in the rain yeah i find i'm uh, wearing my my shades more and more just because i kind of like the mask you can't see the face and then with the shades on you can't see the eyes so you're just kind of a uh (laughs) i just find it funny i thought that would work for me too but apparently my eyebrows and my hairline are a dead giveaway so everyone still knows it's me when i'm out (laughs) oh yeah like i actually was at work the other day and my coworkers did not recognize me except for uh, one (laughs) because like what are you doing like hiding why it's my day off (laughs) Uh, uh mac or a pc mac reading or movies hmm the filmmaker me should make this easier but uh reading roses or daisies daisies hockey or football hockey judas priest or iron maiden Ooh, 
I love I love asking musicians this question. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Iron Maiden. And last but not least, toilet paper over or under? Un unpopular opinion. Yeah. Oh. Some people have go on entire rants on this. Some people don't. It just, hmm. I love how sometimes people are just like, I don't fucking care. It's just there. It's good. Yeah, I know. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But try having a cat that wants to spin it. If it's under, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Oh, well, exactly. See, that's a good, a good answer for uh, under. And if, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they uh, find you? All right. Uh, Facebook is Ryan White for Sarnia Lampton. That's my political page. Otherwise, you can add me as a friend at it's Brian White. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is in White519. So at Brian White519. No peers. B R I A N. Spelt the right way. Not with that Y like those fake ass Brian's. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Thank you very, very much. And I'm just gonna 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 say it say it right now. Wow, that was that was a really fun interview interviewing Brian 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 White. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was so much fun talking talking to him. And hopefully, I'll get him back on on in in a little bit because it was so much fun. And once again, guys, go check out all those podcast networks. And because there's a lot of amazing shows on there, just uh, on the Jan the Jonas Net Network, there is the um, the Grappuccino show I'm listening to. Work work the left side. Go check those guys out, because it is amazing. It is phenomenal what these guys are coming together, and using it's collaboration over competition. We're helping each other out and celebrating everyone's successes and i'm noticing my global uh downloads are actually starting to starting to creep up more and more which i love seeing so you guys whoever's downloading the show who's ever checking it out send send me a maybe add a an either or to the Gilmy talks 10 because that's all from you guys and i absolutely love it that's in the belfry art.com Go check out Jimmy 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 Van 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 Vandelay. I cannot pronounce that guy's last name. Hardavies. And once again, I am now a member of two Patreons. This is Brendan, which is amazing. He's just dropping tons and tons of content weekly. Patreon only exclusive podcasts, video chats, zooms, watching, watch alongs. It is just so much fun to be a a part of it. I wish I had more time to be more active on it, but uh, the Tiger and the Wolf podcast is hysterical. I just, I'm really digging that. And the ABC conversations with uh, Brendan and Anthony, Anthony and Brendan conversations, that's also really fun. But, and the second one I joined up is Good Brother Morning. I am loving the podcast with uh, Easy e and Rex Atkins. Uh, Rex is, is a part of the OI, OIW podcast network and he is doing phenomenal things with his show and I love seeing 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 the growth because his what you talking about 
the the interview show, and then he also has Good Brother Morning, which I love. I love waking up, walking the dog, and listening to, to Good Brother Morning, because by the time that podcast over, so is so is the walk walk with the dog. So go check those guys out. And what else is uh, going on? I'm just today is my catch up day around the house. That's about it. I'm. My son's helping me clean clean the bathroom ceiling. I'm going to be painting it next week, so I just need to give it another another uh, kind of a clean rub off, whatever. Just use the TSC stuff on the uh, TSC TSP. I don't know the blue milk container stuff that you use for cleaning walls and ceilings. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Going to be uh, using that um, all over the house because going to be painting and catching up for the next little bit because why the hell not it's spring air cleaning time we are currently purging the house as well and if anybody wants any graphic novels message me because i'm going to be getting getting rid of all all my books soon you we can talk uh we can talk a price or or even just message me and say hey i want to read some stuff okay because I have a little bit from from everything. So you want to buy buy a, buy a bunch of graphic novels? Because I got rid of the ten long boxes of comics I I I had. So, all right, guys. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Go check out everybody I mentioned. It's going to be in the show description as well. And talk to you next time. Bye, guys.